Welcome to the Dad Code Podcast, where real dads come for real talk and no BS. We are your hosts, Blake Melton and Bradley Newberry. Good afternoon, Bradley. Good afternoon, Blake. And good afternoon to Mr. Matthew Parker. Hey, fellas. Hello, hello. We thank everybody for taking time to hit play, download. The Dad Code presents DDS, Dads and Parker. <laughs> discussing sports absolutely looking forward to the show today uh got a bit of a kind of a well yeah you kicked the shit out of the camera there but that's all right moving on uh so yeah we got a pretty interesting topic today that's been brought up with all the news of uh, some teams wanting to join the sec is this the sec super conference in the making and, oh man it's it just seems like there are a lot of a lot of people wanting to join the party <laughs> Can't blame them. Can't blame them. Can't blame them. But uh, let's jump right into it. Get some takes from Parker. Absolutely. So uh, what's your take on all this? The Texas and Oklahoma, obviously, they're wanting to to jump into the fold here in the SEC. Uh, What's your take on it? Guys, four words. It just means more. The silly SEC slogan I've been listening to on the SEC network for years that's been driving me crazy. It's always been true. But it's even more true now. I mean, as a fan of the SEC, I love it. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. They went out and got two of the best teams, or not best teams, but best names in college football. If I'm a fan, however, looking at this from outside the SEC, if I'm a Big Ten, Pac-12, if I'm somebody, anyone else, I'm scared. If I'm a fan of the Sun Belt or a smaller league, I'm absolutely terrified i'm terrified this could end my program altogether in years to come we can get into that later but recency bias is so big in sports we talk about it you know hey last night was the best game ever uh lebron's the best player ever whoever's the best thing ever but this recent move is one of the biggest moves ever it makes the sec all powerful a year or two ago y'all the wall street journal did a study on if college football teams were to hit the open market, like the NFL, which ones would be worth the most? The SEC now has seven out of those ten teams. Why would you go play for any other conference at this point? I'm interested. Do you have that list? What were the other three teams? The seven out of the ten? Uh, I guess I we could guess could, them. Yeah, you could guess them. I, I forget the exact yeah. one, but it's the it's – the, Alabama, LSU's, Tennessee, Florida, Georgia, obviously the the now Oklahoma, the 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 ones nice. that aren't on that list, I believe, are Ohio State, Notre Dame, and uh, Michigan. Yeah, I mean, you said it though. It is a power move by the SEC for sure. I mean, it, it it's pretty amazing to to have two huge names just basically come up and say, no, we're gonna go where where the other powerhouses are. And uh, I don't care what my current conference thinks. But let's get real. I don't believe this happened overnight. I believe this has been in discussions for quite a while. Um, as we all know, they these two schools are the only schools that didn't attend their own conference conference call, right? Yeah. They've known about this forever. And, you, you know, everyone talks about now the leaks. and There's so many places, sources with media – this just goes to show you, a secret still can be kept. You know, Greg Sankey is an absolute mastermind. This has been going on behind the scenes for quite a while. I mean, 
Would we even? It, 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 we didn't even know about it until you know allegedly Texas A&M uh, leaked it to the Houston Chronicle. I, it, it, it's been going on for a long time behind the scenes. It's amazing. I, I mean, Blake and I sat right here on a very early recording of DDS and said, you know, we think the SEC would love to just have all of Texas. You're welcome. We did. I mean, but it's interesting. uh, I mean, with all this talk of Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC, uh, building an SEC super conference, you kind of touched on it here, but uh, what do you see forecast for the landscape of college football, those that are left behind? As far as super conferences, guys, before this move, y'all, I would assume, would agree with me on this. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, which I touched on this a little bit ago, was pretty much considered the president of college football. Now, he's the exalted, immortal emperor. This guy cannot be touched. He is the king of everything. And yes, this super conference, this could be the beginning of the end for the NCAA. Um, the, 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 the NCAA already wields pretend power. Like, back me up on this. I, I, I don't know why teams like Tennessee that are in the, 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 the midst of, of, of things, improprieties going on in their programs even work with the NCAA. Why? Pulling LSU and Arizona and North Carolina. Keep everything to yourself. Don't show anything and don't get any penalties. Why yeah. work with these guys? Absolutely. I mean, I totally agree with you, and, and we're going to get into that even more in depth here in just a little bit. But I, I, to me, I tell you what I worry about with the landscape of college football is all these other conferences, they, they've got to got to hurry up right now. If, if they are not having these talks, they're behind. You're right. And, you know, the Super Conference sounds good up front. Tons of money, right? Killer matchups every week. But a major argument against them are the teams not in them? Let's say there are three super conferences with, I don't know, 60, 70 of the biggest schools. Outside of a regional viewer, who would ever watch Boise State? Who would ever watch NTSU? Uh, the answer is absolutely it, it, is absolutely no one. I, I actually have a friend that used to be an athletic director at a small school here in the southeast. I was talking to him the other day. And he told me, he's like, I don't care what any athletic director goes on the record in the country saying, every one of them are on the phone right now trying to do something better for their school. And and, and if they're not, they, they should basically be fired. Well, they have to, um, because what we've got here is left behind in the Big 12. I mean, we're talking about Iowa State, Kansas State, Kansas what Baylor, Texas Tech, yeah, these schools alone, I dare say, will not keep that type of conference alive. I don't think so. I think that not only are the other conferences should be, should have already been mm-hmm. in talks already, but these schools that are about to be left behind should be or should have already had conversations to look to jump ship too. You know, the Big 12 is dead. It's dead. It's, it's gone. It, yeah. it is, by, by 2022, uh, 2023 at the latest, the Big 12 is dead. Yeah, I, and who wants to be the quote-unquote super conference that is full of the SEC's leftovers? 
And and honestly, I think that's what a lot of these these other conferences, if they are going to form a super conference, uh, they're in danger of being that super conference that uh, it's the SEC and everybody else. That's true. The, you know, the, the super conference idea, I felt like such a Vandy homer, but the su- super conference idea does help some teams in the SEC. I, I think the teams that are struggling, um, like the South Carolinas, the Tennessees, of the world, those middling teams, they're kind of are what they are. But, man, the teams like that are something unique, and Vandy already has missed out on this. But if you're recruiting, you just recruit as – for Vanderbilt specifically, you want to come play in the SEC, but you're not you're not good enough to go to Alabama. But instead of going to Ohio State or Stanford, you know, you could truly become the Stanford of the SEC in this one. They could really find a niche marketing for themselves to say, hey, we are in this super conference. Come over here. Come get your money. Come play against these awesome rivalries that are going to get you seen on the NFL by the NFL every single week. And you're at Vandy getting this unbelievable education. You can really find a special niche for them in this. Absolutely. I mean, that that is exactly what I was about to ask you about is, you know, what is what's what's the benefit for a team to join a super conference that involves the SEC? I mean, I mean, you talk about Vandy. I mean, you're looking at, in my opinion, I'm looking at, at teams like Duke or, or, you know, that might not be a top tier necessarily program in the ACC but as you said they're they're able to be you know high tides rise every, rise all ships so you know i mean uh, everybody's going to be brought up uh, by something like this being formed i would think well the benefit and you're right the the dukes the Va- the vandies that are in it now that that could find a niche in it but if you're the tennessees florida's georgias of the world the benefit's one word the benefit's money yeah uh the benefit's the staying power you know by being in the super conference, you are set for life. I mean, anything can change, I guess. But for the unforeseeable future, your conference, your team, your athletic program is flush with cash and is never, ever going to go anywhere. A new analysis by the USA Today after this move shows the SEC is worth what the rest of the NCAA is Come by. I'm not shocked. That's hilarious. That's great. I mean, we we actually talked about that, and just in just talking in general was <laughs> what has the SEC done here? They have positioned yeah. themselves as number one, and there's not hardly a one B. Well, know. what it is is they've positioned themselves, in my opinion, is they are college football. And how many toes did we step on by saying that? I, I, you know what? I could argue with you. The SEC already was college football. What is it now, though? Now it's it's even it already was college football number one, but now it's college football one A, one B, two, three, four, five. It's it's yeah. SEC and then Ohio State. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That leads me into my question. So we're talking about potentially Ohio State, Michigan. I'd argue Duke, Clemson. All of the teams out west, uh, these teams are surely going to show some pushback, right? Push back on the SEC super conference idea at, at, and hoping that their own conferences are just going to build a quote-unquote 16 to 20 team super conference in of themselves, right? They're going to have to 
build up. Their, their pushback is, is going to have to be an active pushback. Like, they can't sit back and complain because you're going to sit back and complain and you're going to go under. You're going to be left behind. It, it's, we've already seen pushback within the own conference. Mm-hmm. Missouri didn't want Oklahoma. Texas A&M didn't want Texas. But that newly crowned Emperor Sankey came in and said, hey, look, look at what you're going to be making. Shut up and sign. Yeah. And you know what? They all did. But outside the conference, just like you're saying, the, the Ohio State's of the world, which I think Ohio State, my, my bigger concern I think is Pac-12, uh, is they've got to start trying to recruit. They've got to get some more teams. Um, the, the problem with Pac-12 is nobody really fits that market. Uh, like, wh- what do you do? Oklahoma State? Like, I mean, the natural place to p- cherry pick from would be what's left over from – the dying Big Twelve. I mean, Completely. Kansas State, Kansas, uh, Oklahoma State. I don't know what you do with TCU, Baylor, uh, Iowa State. They just hired a new coach. They had big, big plans. I mean, we're, we're talking about a lot of lines being drawn in the sand. I mean, this, this is. It could get real contentious real quick. Real contentious. What do you think would be the argument, though? about pushing back against a super conference? Or do you think it's too late to like even argue that there should be I think be it's one? too late. It's too late. I, I think it's too late for big teams. I think the, the, the argument, we touched on this earlier, the small schools. I think the small schools have more of an argument than Oklahoma State, for instance. They're going to be all right. You know, it, but like the, the, my example of Boise State or MTSU, these guys, in my opinion, I, I'm just – you know, make up a name of a conference, whatever. You get 30 teams together. Make up a ginormous conference out of sheer number. And just by having this many people in it, NBC, ESPN, Fox, somebody's going to pay for TV rights. Like, all right, fine, we'll take these other 30 teams for $20 million a year for each each school just to have, uh, you know, some more product out there. But if they're, you know, if they're trying to stay in their little conferences with 10 teams in it, who's going to pay for that? It's a good point, and you uh, you touched on uh, what I was about to ask you next. Good segue there. Um, I mean, what about what about the existing TV contracts and TV deals that are going on with ESPN and the like? I mean, uh, does it mean anything now? I mean, are they are they so loaded with money that it doesn't really matter? Um, I mean, this would kind of fall more into your area of expertise. I'm actually just kind of curious to hear what you what you think about that. I'll, I'll tell you right now what I haven't heard anyone say, which I think is pretty funny. I would kill to be at the SEC Network as a producer or on-air talent with my contract running up right about now because I got one heck of a leverage to ask for a pretty big raise. <laughs> um, and, 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 but more on the, the, the sports side of it is – it's going to be a complete renegotiation. I mean, they can they have all the power the SEC does actually over ESPN, but you know they might have been working in cahoots all together. But it's going to be a complete renegotiation. And guys, get ready to say a lot of this. ESPN Plus. It's going to be the new Netflix. I know we already know what it is, but we're all going to have it. There's going to be big games on on over the air, traditional, but everything is moving to digital. You can do more with it. You could have the Tennessee-Florida game on ESPN Plus instead of watching my normal, you know, live stream. I can now watch six different channels, and I can pick which channel I want to watch for an extra $3 a month. 
everything I really believe is going to start pushing to ESPN plus. Um, and this, this TV contract, y'all, the big 12 paid out in 2019, around $38 million per team, just depending on what numbers you look at it. And that same year, I'm not looking at 2020 because it doesn't count for anything in 2019, around 45 million, but adding Texas and Texas and Oklahoma, this could push $73 million per team. At least 60. 73 is what it looks like. It could That's be. incredible. That's incredible. You're welcome, Bandy. <laughs> You're welcome, Kentucky. Yeah, really. Yeah, now, speaking, kind of going back to Vandy, they better upgrade their stadium. Yeah, they're now they're, they're behind all of a sudden. A I mean, we love <clears> Nashville. <throat> Just do it. Yeah, you know the money's there. Just do it. Just do it. Mm. Everybody would support guys, it. Also, your initial question—I I got a little off base. The only thing I've really heard of looking at this, it's just because you know football rules all roost. But this is more than football. I mean, this is a major impact on all the other sports. Just with Texas and Oklahoma coming in. I, I mean, it's the Olympics right now, right? Oklahoma has one of the country's best gymnastics teams. They just they just won the, the, the national championship for that. SEC strong in that, but they've only got seven teams. Oklahoma just won the softball championship. And, and you know, people are still talking about Texas like they're going to come in the SEC and, and, and dominate. Are they going to be an eighth, ninth, tenth place team right now? And, yeah, Oklahoma's had success, but – they haven't been. They haven't won a national championship in more than twenty years, and Texas had has had four coaches in ten years, and I don't believe they've won a conference uh, nope. championship in that same amount of time. We know why Oklahoma hasn't won a title is because they get matched up against SEC teams in the playoffs. Oops. Sure. So, uh, <laughs> welcome to the middle of the pack, Oklahoma and Texas. I mean, Texas you might not well. even be in the middle of the pack, but. And who else welcomes them? Y'all see Johnny Football himself. If they want to come to the SEC and to see what it's all about, then we'll welcome them with open arms. Mm-hmm. But there's no cakewalk. Nope. And it is not the Big 12. It is not the no Big 12. But uh, those Big 12 teams, whatever's left behind, they need they need to be searching for a new home quickly. Because I don't think that the Big 12 in of itself can bring in more schools. I mean, bring in six to eight schools to mm-hmm. keep it alive. I think it's dead, like Parker said. Yep. I think it's absolutely dead. Um, I mean, at this point, soon, we're going to have 16 SEC schools. Uh, I mean, when I'm thinking super conference, that may be enough. I mean, there could even be, if we did four, four conferences that had 20 teams each for a total of 80. But if you just want to start at four – conferences that have 16 teams each at 64 teams does this mess with the east west division style within these conferences or we can just speak directly about sec if you want but um, do you see that shifting from more than just east west do we maybe have four like kind of of like pro football this is my favorite topic of the whole thing um is, is really looking at how this works yeah if you want to just bring in Texas and Oklahoma, you can make an East and West work. You're going to have to do some major shifting, 
Um, I think you put Texas and Oklahoma in the West, and then you would take Alabama and Auburn and put them in the East. If you want the most simple, simplistic view, that's the best way to make it work. The, by the, uh, the, the other way I would like to do it, and I've seen a lot of different things thrown out there, my favorite way, kind of how you uh, hinted at it, is more NFL style. I want to yeah. see four divisions Why not? within the East. And I mean within the SEC. By the way, Bradley was really cringing when you said oh, yeah. Alabama and Auburn to the East. Yeah, you'll see that in the video. But, uh, oh, man. I, I'll, I'll trust me. I cringe too, but it's the ones that make the most sense. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I got to thinking too, and, and this just popped in my head, so if, it, if it's stupid, please feel free to tell me. But I'm sitting here thinking, you know, the more of these – Texas, Oklahoma style teams that come into, or caliber, I guess is the correct term, those caliber teams that come into an SEC super conference, does that, you know, assuming that we still have a quote unquote national championship rather than just having conference playoffs, does that give other teams who who traditionally have not been able to compete because of notoriety or, or, or TV time or things like that, uh, do they get a chance all of a sudden to play in a in a national championship-type environment because all the, the bigger teams are eliminating themselves in conferences? You know, I, I saw the Pac-12 – I believe it was the Pac-12 commissioner talk about kind of backtracking away from the 12-team uh, uh, playoff and back to a four-team win – and kind of hinting at like, oh, the SEC would would dominate at it, uh, dominate at it. But you know what? The SEC dominates now. Would you rather dominate a fourteen playoff that's worth six hundred million dollars or a twelve team playoff that's worth two billion? Take your money. The other conferences just don't have much to say about it. And as far as lesser teams getting in it, I think there's a chance. But I also start to think that in that room, when they're deciding on who gets to be one of those 12, a 9-3 Florida team looks a heck of a lot better than an 11-1 or a 10-2 Oregon team. You know, uh, it's just going to be our losses are going to be devalued almost. I mean, yeah, we're running this awful thing. It's going to be like it is now, but instead of a one or two loss team, a two or three loss team yeah. Okay. So uh, I've got how the SEC can do this. Listen up, SEC. I'm going to go NFL style with you, Parker. See what you think. I'm ready. 16 teams. We have four divisions within the SEC. We can still have an East and a West, and you can call the divisions whatever you want. But we have four teams in each division, an East side that has eight, a West side that has eight, and how we'll schedule this is why not play each team in your own little division twice? Unheard of in college football, right? Yeah. But why not? Why not you play each team in your own little division twice, a little home and away. Home and away. Yeah. That's six games. Then you play each team in your side, the West or East. You play the other division one time each. So that brings us to 10 games, right? And then just like in the NFL, from the other side, you play the team with the like standing from the previous year. That makes up games 11 and 12. I like the idea of 
before, but I do like the scheduling aspect in college football over over the NFL. My and here I'll tell you why I do. But I see that point working out really well. But my reason to point push against it would be one: you know that uh, as the Titans are really down some years, or Jags, or whoever. Man, I don't want to see that game twice. <laughs> I, I want to see it once, and I, I want. College football especially is tradition. And this is one of the main reasons I love that they brought Texas and Oklahoma. We can consider – we can keep a 100-year tradition alive. I don't want to change the schedule so much that Tennessee's not playing Alabama every third Saturday of October or Florida and Georgia aren't playing. Or, you know, I want to I, – I, I really want to keep some of the, 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 the history. I'm big on history when it comes to, to college football, and I, I think – by making them play each other twice, you're cutting back on three games that could be, you know, the the the, the new UT versus UT game you could get, you know, instead of having to play, you know, whatever uh, South Carolina two times. But we got to be careful that we're not making an argument against super conferences. Here is tradition. So, I well, mean, I think they're going tradition to be maybe history. I think there will be newer new traditions that spawn out of this just just naturally. I mean, I don't think we're going to be we're talking about getting rid of any you know long-standing traditions. I think this is this could be something that kind of adds to the flavor. So, but yeah, yeah um, really, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I, I I didn't mean to cut you off. There was hard for me to hear you up where I'm at. Uh it would definitely change things up. My, my problem with changing up the schedule too much, well, I don't dislike it, honestly, that much. It's more of, and you're going to turn a lot of old-school SEC fans off just by doing what we're talking about. And if you go and do too much change, I think you could just – it's football. You're not going to lose that many. But you're going to lose some people, I, I, I think. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you gain a bunch of younger people. I but you know how people are. They don't want change. And just by bringing in new teams and putting in new divisions, I feel like we're already, we already might be shocking them too much. Maybe. Maybe. You know, um, what do you think is – what's the timeline for this? What I mean, is it going to – is it going to happen anytime soon? Who's going to be next? I mean, there's a lot of, lot of, lot of still stuff that could be – we got to iron out here to, to be able to call this really a super conference at this point. I, I think it's 2022. Uh, I, it could be 2023 at the latest. Uh, the best I can remember any realigning like this when they wanted to get out early, the longest lame duck season where somebody was in a conference they weren't going to stay in was two years. Usually it's only one, but the longest was two years. The, those teams don't want to be in a conference, obviously, that they don't want to be in. And those conferences don't want teams that are leaving to be in the conference to win the championship. They want them to be gone. Um, so 2022, 2023 at the latest, it's not going to be 2025 when this media deal runs out. Well, let's call it 2022. Um, do you believe the SEC will be content at staying with 16? Or are they looking at to push it to the 20 mark and adding – Maybe four more schools. Guys, when it rains, it pours. Every time there's a realignment like this, it's never one or two teams. The shifts are much greater than this. This is just the first thing that we're seeing. And I can't – I'm just watching on my phone for different alerts. 
for, for, for different teams that are talking to different people. I think have y'all seen that there are rumors that ACC and SEC should join and create a 30-team super conference or bring in Notre Dame. But I think the sweet spot, and Brad, you touched on it, and I, I'm, with your schedule, I'm curious to who you have in each of your divisions, is 20. I think that the number is going to be 20. I think that, that we could do four divisions, five teams apiece. I could see it. I could, and I And I hope. I mean, you know, we're all SEC country here, but – I could see I could see four conferences of twenty. I mean, that's still going to leave a lot of schools out because we're only mm-hmm. talking eighty universities here, right? In this scenario, um, but yeah, twenty. You'd have ten each. Uh, boy, that'd be that's nine games right there if you yeah. play everyone. And we're not even talking about your natural rival from the other side, or or even like in a Florida sense, you know they traditionally every year play Florida State. So your your time for making a schedule it, with that large of a conference, there's just not, not, not that many dates right. to keep on there. Right. Totally no, agree. I, they could absolutely – I think they – I really do think that's happening right now behind the scenes. This is, this is not let's add Texas, Oklahoma. Okay, thank you, washes his hands, and we're done. This is adding – more teams and, uh, and and deciding how to uh, put these divisions. Do you yeah. feel like that the um, ACC, Pac-12, any of those conferences, are they going to make a move next in reaction to this? I think Pac-12 is who makes the move next. Pac-12 is already struggling. I just, in my mind, can't come. They've been trying to get in the central time zone forever. Nobody on the East Coast watches a pack. Are you kidding me? Nobody stays up for an Oregon game uh, in Florida. Like, they don't even know that team exists. Nope. Uh, the, the problem with the Pac-12 is they're so niche in, in what makes sense to their their schools. They, they, they they're, you know, they can't, in my mind, yeah, they need to go after an Oklahoma State. But, boy, there's a big difference between Oklahoma State and a Berkeley State camp and Berkeley campus. Oh, gosh, it, yeah. It, it just – it doesn't match. Oklahoma State, to me, matches with SEC. I, I don't really know. Maybe it doesn't have to make sense. Maybe that's the beauty of it. Maybe, maybe they just go after anybody that will join. I just don't know who they add. That makes a whole lot of sense to me. Good stuff there. Good stuff. Um, but, I mean, I, I mean, we kind of touched on this earlier, but, I mean, is this – are we seeing – the na- nails going in the coffin here for the for the NCAA. I mean, I mean, like you had talked about. I mean, the, the only reason the NCAA has quote unquote power is because conferences like the SEC allow them to have it, right? So, I mean, it, that's the only reason that anybody has powers because the governed give them the power. So, is are we seeing? the the decline or the outright death of the NCAA happening right before our eyes. I talked about things changing and changing too quickly. This is one that can't change enough. The NCAA was created a hundred years over a hundred years ago for problems that existed over a hundred years ago. It's time to, to move on. And Emperor Sankey is gonna be that guy that does it. The SEC can do anything they want to. Now with name, image, likeness, 
I mean, this sounds crazy, but I mean, the SEC could come out tomorrow and go, you know what? Everybody in the SEC has a $2 million cap. Go out and buy players. What's the NCAA going to do about it if they, if the SEC really wanted wanted that? I, I don't think there's anything they can do about I, No, they, can, I do they think can't. That they exist for a reason. I think they're great for you know baseball and 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 some and some things like that but as far as football goes it really is an nfl type model at this point um and it's just it's not gonna it's not gonna it's just not gonna work the the sec model if you think about it they're all coming into a nfl type model you had the uh the big 12 where you know texas could just say and do whatever they wanted to or oklahoma you come into the SEC and it's sit down at the table and shut up and listen to what Sankey has to say. It's it's not throw your weight around. They're not the big dogs anymore. Um, and the NCAA, what the NCAA will be is what the SEC allows it to be. I, I couldn't agree Boom. more. I Boom. mean, play Golly. the bomb music. Seriously, man. <laughs> Dropped a truth bomb on everybody there. I mean, I, I totally agree, though. I mean, the NCAA is just – I mean, what do we really – why are we get, Why are we letting them make the decisions, you know, for a conference that runs itself pretty damn well? I mean, what, what, what are the teams in the SEC getting out of an NCAA – calling all the shots for them, you know, making decisions that don't benefit them. And, I mean, it's, clearly it's they're not getting anything. I mean, they're the ones that all, we, we have, we as the SEC, we're, we're surpass, surpassing them in the money category here. So it's not it's not all about money anymore. No, it, 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 and as I alluded to earlier, it makes no sense. Why It, it bewilders me why Tennessee keeps working with, or if anybody, why anybody keeps working with the NCAA. You know, if, if – if uh, me and me and me and Bradley both get arrested for the same crime and he doesn't say a word and gets off scot free and I'm running my mouth off to the cops and and, and they convict me like I should have shut up. I, I just don't know why we continue to to work with them. They don't. They really don't have have much power. And as the SEC adds more teams, which I believe they're going to do, it's just going to get more powerful. Yeah, I, I just that was my final take on this whole discussion was this is just the beginning. Uh, we believe there could be at least four more, making a total of twenty. And all the schools out there, you you better have had these conversations now, because if you're just starting them now, you're too late. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff as always. Before you wrap this, can I ask y'all a question? Yeah. yeah. Who, if there are four more, who is y'all's four? Cut that music. <laughs> this is uh, a whole nother conversation here. We can, we're, we're going into hold on, overtime hold here. On, let's think about it. <clears throat> well, I'm going to name I'll, I'll, the, the most obvious one here. Clemson. I agree. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's where ACC has got to have... Well, Clemson comes, then that gives permission for the rest of the ACC teams to throw their name in the hat, and then NCAA, or excuse me, the SEC can say, "Okay, I want this, this, and this." Or you never know, dude. They might just say, "Shit, all of you, come on, let's go." And I, I mean, we'll figure it out, kind of thing. Wow. I, I think 
the SEC poaches the ACC, and then the ACC to make up for what's been poached, uh, very specific teams I like, <laughs> I believe they bring in Notre Dame to make up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have a working relationship because of COVID with Notre yeah. Dame, the ACC. Very yeah. true. Uh, you know, two two teams I thought of right away, if you're wanting to keep it regional in the SEC, Florida State and Miami. Yep. I, I, I had the, I had Miami on my list and Florida State. I was trying to try, decide between the two. I, I ended up going with Oklahoma State, Clemson, Florida State, and Virginia Tech. Yeah, those were on my list. Virginia Tech, Oklahoma State, for sure. But – but I can definitely see the appeal of owning Florida. Can I the SEC? Can I throw out another one that might sound random, but to a point that you talked about earlier? <clears throat> if we take a step back and think of something beyond college football, and I've and I believe I've read in my studies that if SEC brings in a school from another state that they aren't affiliated with already, that that equals more money. So, what are your thoughts about Kansas? Kansas, I'm trying to. You know what? They bring another Vandy in for football. <laughs> I mean, but it would be it'd be a new state. Yeah, it would be. It would be you got college basketball appeal right away, right? That's true. We don't have to have necessarily like power after power after power in the SEC football, like he's mentioned about Vanderbilt. You don't want to have sixteen Alabamas, right? That's true. It's very I, true. I thought about Kansas. And the SEC has been strong in basketball lately. Imagine seeing a a couple of times a year you can Kentucky versus Kansas. Oof. That's sounding pretty appealing. I mean that that's the good thing about all this is uh, I, this is now in, and I think this is kind of what we the overarching theme is is that this is going to cause a domino effect with all kinds of different teams. They don't, they're not afraid to be whispering this in the, in the corners of, of these meeting rooms anymore. You know, they, they, they're okay now to, to let it be known that, Hey, we, we want in on this, you know? And I think as the sec, you want teams that want in. It just means more. <laughs> now you can hit the music as we're doing. <laughs> but, good uh, stuff. Good stuff as always from Matthew Parker. Really appreciate you, buddy. Really good. But the next time you hear all three of us discussing sports, we're going to turn our eyes to the NFL. There you go. We're going to have a little NFL Eliminator show. Mm. Two teams have got to go. Talk about stepping on some toes. We're definitely going to be doing that in that show. But thank you again for joining us. Great info. We love SEC football talk. Thanks, guys. All right. Guys, check us out on Twitter at the underscore dad underscore code, as well as on Instagram at the dad code podcast and on Facebook at the dad code. Email us with any questions, concerns, comments, any questions, anything you want to say to us, how ugly we are, how stupid we are, whatever. How many times Bradley kicked the, the camera, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's at the dad code podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, Anyways, we, we appreciate you for taking time to listen to us jibber jabber about SEC football. This was the dad code presents DDS. Y'all be well.